0: Yeah. No, I think I think that's what I'm afraid of too. And I I keep on seeing people, I mean, look, the internet is completely different than actual real life. So you always right. have to separate that. But you see yeah. all these people saying, "Oh, I can't wait till this comes back. I can't wait till this comes back." And I want people to be positive and optimistic, but right. if you look at all the stuff like I'm sure the Worcester Palladium will mm-hmm. come back at some point. You know what I mean? I right. love that venue. Yes. That's great. Right. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, the Middle East, I mean, start naming places in Boston, for instance. That's a big music city. Right. Those places aren't coming back. Yeah. And that sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's really a shame. And I know, like, I I love Dallas, for instance. I'm not sure how – have you played in Dallas before? Uh, Dallas, Texas? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, tons. You know the deep Elm area, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, like, every corner – there's a different concert venue with like a different culture and there's something yep. different about it and all that kind of stuff. How do any of those survive? Yeah, there's, there's no way. It's Yeah, it's just sad. It's just so it's, <laughs> what a What a great way to start this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> well, it's, it's the truth. We might as well do it, man. I mean, look, I don't have to do any fancy intro. I don't have to do any of that. I mean, we're going to shoot the shit. We're going to talk about cool. everything going on, and I think that was kind of a good place to start. So cool. for anyone who didn't know or didn't click on the link and, <laughs> you know, see the title of who this is, this is obviously Landon Tours, and I am very, very happy to be able to do this with you again. You know, we talk from time to time. I'm going to have a bunch of stuff to go over with you. But I think first off, let's continue the conversation, I think, a little bit with covid because I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was December that you came out and let people know that you had it, correct?
1: Yeah, I had it. My Me and my wife um, both found out that we had it. It was like the week the week before, or it was like a couple days before Christmas we right. found out. So we can, canceled all of our Christmas plans and everything and oh, just sure. stayed at home, just her and I, ordered our groceries online and stuff like that. But honestly, Neither one of us had any symptoms at all. She wow. kind of lost kinda of lost her sense of smell and I kinda of lost my sense of smell for like a day or two. Mm-hmm. But other than that, we were very fortunate. Wow. Our, that is one cool. of our yeah, the guitar the dude that plays guitar, um, for my solo stuff. Mm-hmm. Um he also he also got it and he was completely fine.
0: So Oh good. It, oh wait, was that um he came over for the last time yeah. we did an interview, right? Right. Yep. that's right. Yep. Yeah, same yeah. guy. No, he's, he's great. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, that is great news. And the weird thing is, I think you are kind of in that minority because you talk to different random people and they'll tell you about the crazy symptoms. I mean, I've unfortunately yeah. known people who have died. I've known mm-hmm. people who had it for two to three months. Or so, right. and when they came back to work or something, they had breathing problems and had to go to the hospital it's yep. really you know it's really crazy to think, and I know this is well worn territory. I know a lot of people know this, but I think it is good to talk about especially people that you know people know in the scene they know in music to know kind of what they went through. So how long right. did you take to know like even with those little bits of symptoms, when did you know you were all good
1: um so they tell you you should quarantine for it's like 10 days i think Mm -hmm. uh we ended up doing like i think we just did like a full two weeks Ah. and yeah by that i mean by that point we both felt like i mean the entire time neither one of us felt sick or anything like that but after two weeks she was finally like okay i think i think i could go back to work and she got tested again and I think she was good, and I think she even got like something from her doctor saying she's okay to work and ah. stuff like that. So as soon as she was clear, that's when I kind of started letting myself grocery shop and <laughs> sure. shit like that. So <laughs> yeah, it was honestly it was kind of a sick two weeks just because she works all the, like every weekend. So it was kind of nice to just chill and not
0: have to do anything really. <laughs> right. Well, yeah. I guess I mean as a musician. And you see all the different projects people are doing, and I know you obviously. The last time we spoke, you were on constant touring schedules. The last time yeah. I saw you in person, you were in. I think it was, I technically I want to say it's Cambridge, Massachusetts. You were doing the withdrawals tour with Tilly. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. So that was the yep. last time I saw you. I believe. Solo, that was 2019. But with all that touring, and then when COVID shut everything down, was there a part of you that was kind of happy, just to be able to like do nothing? I can't even
1: begin to tell you how happy I was. <laughs> <laughs> I will never forget. I've 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 played this out in my head if I ever got asked this question, and it's yeah. so hilarious that that's the first one you asked. Oh, that's me. what I do. <laughs> so yeah, I was literally we had a a tour booked. Um, it was a European tour and it was like a month away mm-hmm. and we, and we kept hearing like, okay, it's, you know, slightly possible. It might have to get pushed back because of the COVID stuff. And I was like, I had just rented a studio or like, uh, I, but I signed a lease on a studio for like a year huh. and I had all this work lined up for, for that month and for the summer and stuff like that. And, uh, and so as soon as that happened, um, like the covid stuff happened immediately that tour got canceled and i was right. just like i remember i screamed with joy because i was like <laughs> thank god i can like finally finish this plot record because i'd been like doing it when i could you know what i mean i just yeah. never got enough time to like sit down and like actually like fine-tune things so mm-hmm. i i was so happy when i found out but then like two weeks <laughs> after i was like okay well i lost all of my recording jobs well right so yeah I was like, I, I got this studio space that I have to pay for now, and people legally can't come record with me. So I was just like, well, that sucks. And that was around the time when my wife and I started looking into a house and stuff. And luckily, the the landlord at the studio place let me out of my lease like oh, nine, damn. ten months early.
0: That's so great. I got,
1: yeah, I got super, super lucky. But yeah, overall, I was I was pretty relieved because like you said, like I'd been touring nonstop since since uh dispose came out and like so i i barely gotten any time to like just chill at home with my wife you know since we got married basically so that's right for me it's been a a very positive thing i almost feel guilty talking about it but it's just
0: it's the truth you know yeah you got to be honest about it And, and yeah i think there is that give and take with people for sure yeah now there are plenty of musicians that it has been a good thing. I mean, look at yeah. look at a band like Under Oath for instance. I mean, the amount of money they made from live streaming, you know, that kind oh, of stuff. Yeah. Yeah, I
1: can't even imagine.
0: Yeah, there are definitely bands that were able to capitalize and then there are obviously ones that they either had to go out and get jobs or they haven't been able right. to do anything yet. But that's also what the quote-unquote standard person who's not a musician has had to do as well. Exactly. So, yeah, it kind of goes hand in hand with that. So, you were able during COVID to find an actual house and move into it though so what process was that like
1: it was honestly it wasn't that hard the the hardest thing was like just the paperwork for some reason like Hmm. getting approved for also it's like really hard to explain what i do for a living and how i make (laughs) my money it really is so it was like weeks of just basically trying to prove to them like okay this is you know this comes from here this comes from because i have like like four or five different streams of income, yes. you know what I mean? That are yep. all very different from each other for the most part. So it's just, it was kind of hard to explain. Even though I had tax returns and everything to show, it was still just hard to prove that, like, even during the pandemic, I could still pay my mortgage. Right. But, but yeah, basically the first house me and my wife went to look at, that was the one that we ended up getting. Holy um, shit. It's, wow. Yes. Yeah, it's just this it's cool little lake house out on a uh, Lake St. Clair. Yeah. Um, wow. Yeah. So it's cool. It's we had a really really nice summer. Just we were exactly on the enough. lake pretty much all day every day. So yeah, it was awesome.
0: <laughs> now, when you when you saw that house and you were like, "Wait a second, this is this is it. This is us." Did you also have to force yourself to go to other places though, just so you didn't take the first one that you saw?
1: dude no we're stupid we just <laughs> immediately started started the process to buy it it was it, it's just such a unique property it's so cool i was just like this is i i can't imagine anything cooler like the view the view from my studio i can see the lake and shit like i was just like i'm not gonna find anything i like more than that let's get this and she was
0: like all right <laughs> that's very cool and then is it secluded like is it that kind of lake house
1: yeah it's very very secluded honestly you our house you can barely even see it it's like super buried behind trees and shit like that so Oh that's very cool. That's yeah, very, very cool.
0: And then you <laughs> were able to and I think I saw this on Instagram if I'm not mistaken at some point but you did build a studio in that house. Yeah.
1: Well. Yep, yeah. so yep, yeah, the back pretty much like the spare bedroom I just turned into the studio. Eventually I'm probably going to turn our our garage since it's super fucking big. I'll probably end up turning that into a into a studio just so I can have a live room at some point, but that's like years down the road, probably.
0: Oh, okay. Gotcha. But during this time, I mean, you had mentioned before that you've been in the house for almost six months now. So Mm -hmm. I'm assuming during COVID time, and then also maybe while you guys were also sick, were you able to work on more things in the house? Because I hear, I I don't, unfortunately, there's no way I can afford a home ever in Massachusetts. (laughs) So I I still rent but I hear yeah. stories from people who are actual mm-hmm. adults who can own a house and everything. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm assuming you're always constantly doing work on it.
1: Kind of. Yeah, me, my wife and I, we just lately it's been more like cosmetic stuff. We're kind of like redoing the kitchen and painting and shit like that. But mm-hmm. she's actually been working on it more than I I have. I've been like more so just working on music type shit since we moved here. But yeah, we're like slowly making progress okay. <laughs> as time yeah. goes on. But. But it's getting there for sure. It looks looking pretty cool. Nice. I got my the first thing that we got completely done was my studio. Of course, makes sense. that was
0: done that was done within like the first week of living here. I think right. I'd imagine so. Well, do you do you like doing that kind of construction stuff? Do you do you have a knack for it? No, not at all. I'm <laughs> completely stupid when it comes to all that kind of stuff.
1: So usually I just I'll hire a friend or some local person to do anything that I which is pretty much everything that I don't know how to do. So.
0: Sure. No, I mean, hey, it certainly makes sense, but that's why you're focusing so much on music. That, that yeah, completely exactly. makes sense. So
1: that I can pay for it. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> I'm not completely emasculated, yeah.
0: <laughs> but, yeah. So I guess, I mean, first off, I well, first off, I think we're on many topics here, yeah. but I should say congratulations on frontal lobe submission. Thank you so much. You know, you read my review that will be out by the time this is out, so you know how right. much I enjoyed it. So, let's start with this part of it. Was that EP a response to COVID, or was it something that you had already planned on doing?
1: I think I started it like right whenever the uh, when when the lockdown started happening. Mm-hmm. I, I started it because I was still I still, like I said, I had that studio space. yeah I was like, well, I'm paying for it. I need to go over there and like do some work. So I'd just go over there every day and you know chip away at different things that I need to get done because I was working on the plot record, finishing that as yeah. well. and uh so I started out, I was gonna just do an acoustic EP. I was, so I, the first song I wrote was actually the last song when I was oh, on. okay, and uh and then I wrote uh, Gave my All after that, which was also kind of an acoustic song. Yeah. yeah. And then after those two songs, I kind of just took a break from all of it for a while. And (laughs) honestly, I, I, for like two months straight, pretty much all we did was just like sit at home, watch movies, and just like drink because it was, there was literally nothing else to do. Nothing was open. People weren't hanging out with each other. So. took like a big big break and then i came back and that's when i wrote kill me and like all the other ones all the other songs came pretty fast like once i came back to it but and then i just spent the next probably four four to five months just kind of like fine-tuning things and like just honestly like i i think that's why why it turned out the way that it did is because i just I, i i let myself take as much time as i needed with it mm, yeah and just a- as time went on i just like add little things to make the transitions cooler to make it feel more lived in you know yeah. what i mean right so yeah th- honestly i think this is the longest i've ever worked on the same thing um oh, you know okay. so yeah I, and i think i'm gonna kind of keep doing that approach because i feel like i i just kept liking them more and more as time went on whereas usually like if i i get done with a song I'm happy enough with it. And I put it out mm-hmm. usually like a couple months down the road. I'm like, fuck, I wish I would have done this differently. You know, oh, okay. this is like the first thing I've ever done where I'm just like, there's not a single note. There's not a single vocal take or anything I would have done differently. You know, that's awesome. So, yeah. So I, I think that's my new approach moving forward. Even if it takes a lot longer, it's, I feel like it's worth it. So
0: yeah, no, no, it definitely makes sense. I mean, if you go through your history, of just the last like from dispose to you know ai 640 to withdrawals to cover songs to you know uh, everything you've done you've released something every single year yeah i try to (laughs) yeah exactly well would you say i mean just i i think you probably answered it but what is the difference in time between making withdrawals for example and frontal lobe submission like how different is that
1: it's very um yeah like i did that that was back in 2019 i believe withdrawals Mm -hmm. and uh i actually just listened to it again the other night for the first time since i probably put it out um and i liked like a lot of it for sure i was i was pretty proud of a lot of it but then there was other stuff i was like damn i would done things so so differently (laughs) now you know what i mean like just just little things that probably only i would notice but sure that that record was like i think it took me like maybe three or four months to write that which is still like that's a decent chunk of time but yeah for me for for me i I feel like these days i just i gotta space it out more and i gotta like really just keep coming back to it and being honest with myself
0: about Mm -hmm. how it makes me feel
1: with fresh ears
0: you know what i mean right and i think we we might have talked about this before but i think it bears repeating and maybe there's even some changes in how you do this but mm-hmm. as i mentioned you know you've got plot you've got your solo work you've got ai 640 you've got mm-hmm. everything else that you're doing how do you decide on what you're going to write like how do you know which voice is going to what
1: that's a good question i don't know sometimes it's very intentional sometimes I just sit down and like Okay. I know I need to write plot songs. You know what I mean? Cause you know, the label wants to put out a record this year, whatever reason. So there's a lot of the time I write down, I sit down, it's very intentional, you know, what I'm like writing for, Mm -hmm. but then, then I'll just have like those in between, like kind of where I'm at right now. Like I don't need to be writing for anything, but I'm still just kind of doing it just to keep the juices flowing and stuff like that. Sure. But like, like in a, in a time like this where I don't really need to be writing for anything, I, I'm just writing and whatever comes out, you know, it's maybe sometimes it'll be for me. Sometimes it'll be for somebody that, that I work with, mm-hmm. but it, yeah, it just really depends on the situation, you know? Yeah. So yeah.
0: Well then let's, let's uh, bear down that, uh, let's bear, bear down on that for a second. <laughs> I don't even know why. I think I was thinking of uh, a community episode with Bear Down from midterms. I don't know if you ever watched that. For some reason, that no, went through my head. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah, that, sorry. So You're good. let's let's uh, focus in on that for a second. Yeah. And mm-hmm. with something like Repay, mm-hmm. you know, the plot song you put out that was acoustic, would you mm-hmm. see that as a solo material? What really focused that on plot? Like, How did you know you wanted to put it out that way?
1: You're going to love this story. This is actually a good one. Oh, good. So that, <laughs> that song was supposed to be on that acoustic EP that I was Fuck writing. yeah. All right. Yeah. So, <laughs> and you can, t- I mean, anybody that listens to my shit knows that that's definitely more of a solo song than a sure. plot song. Yeah. But F- Fearless was like trying, <laughs> <laughs> Fearless was trying to get us to do a cover song or something. Oh. And I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to do any fucking covers. I hate doing covers. I was like, what if I give you like an, an original song? And I just finished that song <laughs> and I, and they were like, maybe send it to us. And I sent it to her, sent it to him. They were like, did you just write this? I was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> so that was, that was basically my way of just getting out of doing work.
0: <laughs> there, there's two questions that come out of that. So one is, can you tell me and tell everyone, I guess, what, what the cover song was? Did they tell you?
1: No, I can't remember. It was something stupid that I, like, just really did not want to do. Gotcha. Um, they they tried, like, I love Fearless to Death, but they yeah. they tried to get us to do, like, some covers in the past that we're, like, even the the um, Pop Goes Punk one.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: We were, like, fighting that for months. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, none of us wanted to do it, but they're like, no, it's such a good opportunity. I'm, and I am glad that we did it, because I think it yeah. turned out okay. It turned out fine, at least. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. No,
0: I mean, look, I think, especially for scene bands, I think it's almost a rite of passage to be I on guess. Pop Goes. You know what I mean? You, yeah. you, now is. you've marked it off. You never have to do it again. Exactly. Yeah, it's in history. <laughs> and I will never do yeah. it again. <laughs> But now, for Solo, though, you put out the cover for uh, Everything I Wanted.
1: Yeah, so that song, that was like... a. I don't know. For some reason that was like a different scenario for me. Cause I like genuinely love that song. I think yeah, it's like it's very one song. of the most brilliant songs that's come out in like the past decade. One of for sure. One of, For sure. Yeah. Um. And uh, I don't know. I just found myself gravitating to it all the time. And then I was actually writing the cover for a friend of mine. Um, Cause he wanted to do like a live, like a full band version of the song. Sure. So I started, I started doing it and, um, and then he decided he actually wanted to do something else. So I was like, okay, well, I have this written already. I, I might as well just like put vocals over it. And then oh. I did that. And I was like, okay, I, sure. Like, why not? It's, <laughs> it's here. I could, you know, other people can enjoy it. Why not? Yeah. So it's just kind of a circumstantial thing that yeah. happened.
0: <laughs> so yeah. I, think the, I think the lesson here is you don't like doing anything that you don't have to do.
1: I don't like doing anything I don't like doing anything I don't want to do. That's like go. I have a really, really bad problem with just like I don't know. It's a weird complex. I, I, if someone tells me to do something, it makes me instantly just not want to do that. Right, right. which causes a lot of issues with record labels and yeah. stuff like that. I, I'd imagine yeah. in
0: the music business that doesn't normally work.
1: Yeah, it was, yeah, it got pretty bad, but I mean, they, I think they know that about me now, so they just know to expect very little, (laughs) whatever, whatever I'm like, whatever I do on my own is basically what they're going to get out of me, but
0: (laughs) yeah, well, I mean, I would assume that's the reason why you don't shop around your solo material. Yeah. Yeah. That's your own
1: thing. I mean, kind of to a degree, I actually, I don't know if I should say, I'm not going to say the label's name, but I actually did, I did get a record label offer within the last it was like last month at some point um and it was a really really cool opportunity and a really good uh deal honestly but i was like pretty confident that i was gonna take it like initially just Mm because like the numbers you know you see the numbers you hear like the the offer and it just sounds sexy and you're just (laughs) you (laughs) know so i was like in my head i'm just thinking i could do so much with that i could like know, this could be a huge thing and then i slept on it and i woke up the next day and it was immediately just like no i'm not doing that wow okay um so i don't know maybe in the future if i get something that's like a life-changing amount of money with Mm -hmm. you know a a deal that would literally just like it it can't fail that kind of a deal you know then i don't know maybe i'd consider it but honestly maybe not maybe not even then just because i really really enjoy being in control of 100 of everything you know right. like i like i love writing the music video concepts and not not that i wouldn't be able to do that but i like picking the merch i like i like all of the business aspects of it i like to see the numbers of how things are selling and stream you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. to me it's just like i don't know it's just so much more even more than plot it's it's just like my baby you know so no i don't know typically to partner with someone else would almost feel like giving it away a little bit, you know, for it's sure. Just, yeah. It's just too precious. Yeah. And even it's weird. Even I was talking with a friend about this the other day, even with plot, I have this weird complex where it's like, I love the songs I'm working on so much until I give them until I submit them. Oh. And then all, <laughs> all of a sudden I just like, I don't care anymore. And it's so weird. I don't know why. I, I, I mean, like obviously I'm playing shows and stuff. I'm like back into that that headspace but like i can't for some reason like it's really hard for me to listen to plot songs after i've submitted them because it's like i just feel like they don't belong to me anymore and i don't like that it's got to be some kind of like selfish issue or (laughs) i I have no (laughs) idea but i've had that literally my entire music career except for the solo stuff for some reason i whenever i submit those they still feel like mine you know what i mean yeah. So I don't. I don't know why that is. I don't know why my brain works that way. But for some reason, because solo stuff isn't signed, mm-hmm. and I'm just watching things grow organically just from what I put in, it just it's so much more fulfilling for some reason. I don't know.
0: It's weird. It sounds like a very old school way of thinking, but I think yeah. I think we need that a little yeah. bit more too. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You look around at other musicians and bands, and I think they could use a lot more of that. In my yeah. opinion, anyways, it, it it feels it's not that and I would never call uh, plot songs not genuine mm-hmm. that way that you explain it mm-hmm. almost makes it sound like the solo material is more genuine. You know what I mean? Yeah,
1: I, I, I wouldn't even know. I don't know if I would even say that because like, I, I feel like I'm definitely the same level of honest and, you know, um,
0: oh, in plot songs. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, it's it's just like yeah,
0: it's more of just,
1: just whenever I let go of them, Mm then I just, I don't know, it's a weird thing. I think maybe it's got to be a part of just like, it, it also went with plot songs. As soon as I turn them in, they're, they're plot songs, you know what I mean? They're, they belong to me and other people. Right. Whereas the solo stuff, solo stuff, you know, obviously it's just 100% mine. Right. So again, I think it's a very selfish, (laughs) like thing that I should probably get over, but now, it doesn't seem to. It doesn't really affect much. So whatever.
0: Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Now, do you feel that way? If someone were to come to you and say, "Look, we want a brand new project from you." Yeah. Do you think you'd be able to do that as as going with a label for something completely separate?
1: I don't think I'd be too into the idea because already like i like i write for plot i write my solo stuff and then i also i write for a a lot of other bands as well and artists and stuff you know so it's kind of i feel like i finally have like this perfect balance of i get certain things out of my system with different projects you know Mm -hmm. what i mean like i have a side of me that loves to write hip-hop and beats and stuff like that and i have rappers i work with to get that out of my system i i still like writing super heavy ignorant stuff every, every now and then every great once in a while i'm in the mood to write something like that and i have bands that are always looking for for tracks you know sure. so so yeah i feel like i have right now i have a pretty good balance of like i can kind of do at, at almost any time i can kind of write for whatever and it'll find a home you know
0: right well that's what yeah. i always thought when and by the way landon can you hear an echo at all no not at i all. think i hear my voice in your System, if I'm not oh, mistaken, okay. I'll take you off speaker. Oh, that might be it. That might be. Okay. it. Sorry about that. Is that still okay? Yeah, you
1: good? Okay. Can you hear? Yeah, me? yeah,
0: yeah. You're you're all good on this end, so that's good.
1: Did that that fixed it?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah, there okay, we go. Cool. So cool. I'll I'll listen obviously when you talk and we'll <laughs> we'll make sure it works. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but I I think you're you're obviously you're absolutely right on that. I I always love when you do, and we talked about this before, but AI 640. Because that seemed to be like your ultra heavy side coming out with a with a different storyline, so it yeah. was it was almost like it wasn't you, but it was, and you told this story over three ps, and mm-hmm. that to me, I always liked that because I knew you wrote for other people, I knew you did you know some rap and some beats and you know stuff like mm-hmm. that. but you've got plot, which is now not as uh, it's stupid to say, but it's quote unquote not as heavy as some mm-hmm. older plot material. Then you've got right. your solo material and you've got AI-640 and AI-640 was that that heavy landing. You know what I right. mean? That was, that was <laughs> yep. what you are doing. So uh, yep. a quick question on that. Is mm-hmm. that actually done or do you see yourself continuing, even if it's not the exact same story, do you see something coming out of that in the future?
1: Um, yeah, I was actually talking to a, f- a friend about that just the other day. Um, mm-hmm. I, I definitely want to do some kind of heavy project again at some point Mm -hmm. because even lately i've been kind of getting that itch again Ah. i don't know i go through like i go through phases of like obviously we all do like what we listen to and things like that and i i've been so (laughs) into just like super like soft like female voice driven you know just like ballad type music i've been so into that for so long just like i feel like that would be a good time to go do something that's completely polar opposite 'Cause that's usually what I do. I I'll I'll listen to something like in one genre for so long and then I try to like basically do the exact opposite mm-hmm. in a project and it, it almost always wields some pretty interesting <laughs> results just because it's like, what am I drawing from? You know what I mean? It's it's almost like kind of like purifying my brain and yeah. like att- attacking something with like just a completely random uh you know, like mindset. So yeah. For sure so yeah I, I think at some at some point in the the near future maybe later this year or something like that i'll i'll do something um okay. i just i i definitely want to keep it kind of the same like chaotic you know yeah. like energy like as as ai 640 stuff was but i think i think i need to think of some kind of new story or something like that okay. but it's it's crazy it's crazy how many people like actually really followed along with the story yeah. of that and were like attached to it that's pretty Insane,
0: yeah. No, I know I had a lot of fun with it. I know a lot of people did. Uh, I love talking about it on the show before, just going Mm -hmm. through the storyline of everything that was happening. That was always a a really fun thing to do, so yeah, Yeah. that's that's very exciting to hear. Let me check on so you mentioned about switching genres, switching things around based on how you feel. So, Mm -hmm. if you put out for plot, you put out happiness and self destruction, and then Mm -hmm. you go from there to dispose, obviously two completely different albums Yeah. on this album cycle of doing the next plot album. Why Mm -hmm. wouldn't you go back to that super heavy? You know what I mean? Like, why wouldn't that be the switch?
1: Well, I don't want to give away too much, but there are definitely like a lot. uh, There's a lot more heavy stuff going on in in the new thing. Ah, There's like, okay. So there's some parts for sure that are like some of the heaviest stuff we've ever done. And then there are like some straight up, like, almost like completely old school type plot songs but with like a newer twist you know oh ah, okay so yeah i i definitely i realized like on dispose like it's weird because those songs are like all of our most listened to songs all the ones off dispose right which is which is weird cuz it's also the record that people bitch about the most <laughs> so it's really confusing like uh, <laughs> i i don't know why that is but uh, but i feel like the hardcore planet fans like almost all of their favorite record is happiness and yeah. yeah and like honestly like there was there was at least like three or four songs off the last record that now i literally can't stand really and oh wow. yeah so so like this the new record i feel like stays very true to uh i guess what i wanted to write will while still kind of like doing some fan service i guess (laughs) it's a good way to put it but like i I just wanted to make sure to hit the nostalgia of happiness Mm -hmm. and also keep what we did with dispose and also build on top of that because i never obviously never never put out the same record twice never so i feel like it's a it's a it's a very good balance of all of those elements so i I think it's i think it's gonna be a good one i think people will use very satisfied with it it is fucking weird it oh, gets I like that
0: I like
1: very that. very weird <laughs> so I, I think it will be very very unexpected but i think it'll be uh i think it'll go over really well
0: well i guess it it teaches people not to trust everything they see on the interwebs because i'm pretty <laughs> sure i remember you talking probably in i don't know maybe it was 2018 when there was you know, the reviews of Dispose were coming out and people were talking to you about it. I could have sworn you at some point tweeted or said something about, like, that might be the last time you ever hear any screaming whatsoever on a plot album.
1: I probably said some stupid (laughs) shit like that. That sounds like some shit I would say. (laughs) I don't know why I have this awful, awful problem where I just kind of disgustingly enjoy pissing off my own fans here and there. <laughs>
0: it's fun. It's, it is fun. Uh, yeah.
1: I don't know why. It's one, another one of those awful things about me. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, no, I, yeah, it's, social media is It's fun to just like fuck around with people every now and then. But yeah, like I was back then I was definitely at a place where I was just like i never listened to heavy music anymore i was just totally over it so i was just (laughs) like you know what i'm i think i'm done with that and then dispose came out and all of those songs became our top songs so i was like that that kind of like almost reassured me that that was you know a good choice but (laughs) now going back like there's a lot of the record i still do like but there's also a lot that i i don't like so going into this new one i was like you know what i think it needs more balance Mm -hmm. And I feel like I I need to, as a challenge to myself, make heavy fun again. You know what Uh I mean? Because I, and that's, and I definitely feel like I accomplished that because I think these are some of my my favorite plot tracks and some of my favorite ones are the heavy ones. So that was like, that was the biggest challenge for me was to make heavy songs again, but not ones that I was like embarrassed of or that felt forced or regurgitated. That's a, that's definitely a huge, that was a huge part of it for me. I didn't want. Percent. Didn't want to write a single part that felt like it was like something you would heard before. So right. not to say it's, I wrote the most original record ever made. <laughs> I'm just, I really, I really put in the work for making it heavy in a in a fun, like innovative way. You know. Right. So yeah.
0: I mean, you pretty much right there just set up your new merch line. So do you think now that Trump's out of office, you can't get away <laughs> with a hat that says "Make Heavy Fun Again"?
1: <laughs> maybe, <that>? maybe, maybe, maybe <laughs> next year. Everyone heal. Let everyone heal a little bit yeah. first, and then I think we can start making jokes again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I think it's about time. I'm already ready to make jokes. That's what I do. There
1: you go. I like your headspace. Yeah, yeah.
0: I, I do not. You know, they say, "What is it? Time plus tragedy equals comedy." I just take I think... that time part out. <laughs> just go straight for the straight, straight for, the, for the nuts. Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, Respect. Basically, on that note too, you know, all this music crap—this was all just a front to get you to talk of Man of Steel. Oh yeah, we, yeah, we have to, we have to talk. About it. That's fair enough. <laughs> so See, I have to I, tell you, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. Oh, I, I actually watched it again mm-hmm. this week just so I would be able to have this conversation. So awesome. I have to, I just have to know right away. And I love changing this tangent completely because anyone listening is going to be like, what the fuck is going on? Aren't they <sighs> supposed to be talking about music? They were just talking about the new plot. Now they're going back to Man of Steel. So this is, <laughs> this is great for me. So I have to, my first question is, mm-hmm. what's the positives? Like, is Man of Steel your favorite DC extended universe, like uh, movie? Or is it just something you liked? It's
1: the only d c movie that I feel like is wa- worth watching. I don't wow. know if you agree with that. I don't like any of the other ones i kind okay actually i thought i thought the first Wonder Woman was fine okay. it didn't offend it didn't offend me sure um aquaman i literally. i was almost embarrassed at one yes. point that I paid to see that <laughs> Shaz- <laughs> Shazam I was it's a literal children's movie like right through and through it's a that's a children's movie. I hated every second of that Wow. Suicide Squad. Don't even need to talk about it. Um, yep. Yeah, the Harley Quinn one. Ugh. embarrassing. <laughs> yes.
0: Another embarrassing is a great word for DC movies.
1: Yeah, like I've seen. I think I've seen every DC movie at this point. Yeah. And for some reason, well, I don't know why I keep torturing myself, but right. But yeah, Man <laughs> of Steel. I when it that was the first one to come out right in the DC universe.
0: Yes. Yeah. It yeah. Would have to. It would have had to have been. Yes. Yes.
1: So I le- I really really enjoy the first like 20 minutes where he's like in his home planet. You got to admit those scenes are pretty sick.
0: Well, yeah, it's it's three different movies. It's yeah. home planet, I'm a kid jumping around and not knowing what I'm doing and then a 50 minute loud fight scene.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I I really enjoyed the beginning. I thought that was great. And then
0: Yeah, I don't know. I
1: I just maybe it was just a, a good movie theater experience that i had but i think i think i've watched it like one other time since it came out and i think i enjoyed it again but yeah from what i remembered (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe if i went back and watched it now i'd have a different experience but
0: but yeah i definitely understand where you're coming from and let me I'll, i'll backtrack to what you were saying so there is one i think i saw Aquam so first of all I don't pay for any DC movies. The only time I ever yeah. paid was when people paid me so that I could uh review them on the show. That's that's gotcha. the only time I ever did it. But so I saw like Aquaman on HBO Max or whatever and then obviously I saw the new Wonder Woman on HBO Max. I I was okay with Shazam because okay. for DC movies it was it was a kids movie for sure. Let's get that yeah. straight. Absolutely. But even for a kids movie It didn't take itself as seriously as everything else in the DC universe. So you know what I mean? So that that had at least some shiny moments where it's like, I I think the guy from Chuck did a good job. I you know, I don't think I laughed out loud at anything, but I chuckled a couple of times. So I was like, okay, they're they're getting kind of back on track, kind of (laughs) to what they should be doing. And then I have not seen Justice League at all. Oh,
1: dude. I haven't no.
0: (laughs) <laughs> you gotta torture yourself with it This is this is the plan So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna wait till that terrible Snyder cut comes out And I'm just <laughs> gonna watch both of them Like you know how people do like the extended edition Lord of the Rings And they just yes. go through the whole day I'm just gonna do that I'm gonna do the Justice League The Josh Whedon cut up version I guess And then I'm gonna do the Zack Snyder cut There you go Then I'm gonna kill myself
1: Dude I can't. I can't wait for the Snyder cut to come out and be bad, oh, it's going to be terrible. Gonna, that's going to make my life.
0: Yeah, you can't, you can't make. And I know, look, believe me, I have gotten many death threats from DC fans, so this will probably be no, <laughs> no different. And that's that's a serious comment, by the way. That is, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, I had, I was talking, I was telling someone the story the other day. I had this happen where I think this was way back when Batman v Superman came out. And mm-hmm. the review that I did with two of my buddies was three and a half hours long. Like, we just did the whole span of the movie, basically, of how oh bad God. it was. Oh, yeah. So <laughs> in- entirely bad. But I loved it because we were making fun of it the whole time. And then right. someone listened and hated me for what I was saying and started commenting online. And this was back when I tended to care what people thought online. So I was responding back. And I thought we were having fun. And he was saying how the comics were the same as the movie. And I said, well, that's certainly not true because I read comics and I know that's not the case. This was a uh, standalone movie that they did. Right. And he was like, no, no, no. I was like, yeah, man, it's, that's the way it is. And I, I stopped him during one of his rants. And I said, hey, man, what's your mom's name? <laughs> he got, and he said something like, I hate you or something. I said, Well, if it's not my mom's name, then I guess we can't be best friends. (laughs) He lost his mind (laughs) and started threatening my life.
1: (laughs) Oh, my God. That's hilarious.
0: (laughs) I couldn't help it. I I couldn't help it. So
1: that's so good.
0: Yeah. So
1: are you a big Marvel fan?
0: I am a Marvel fan, but it's hard for me to say big Marvel fan. I just like good movies. So yeah, I, I think that. Marvel normally makes good movies. Would you agree with that? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, there, there are certainly movies I like I didn't like Iron Man 2. I didn't yeah. like Thor Same. 2. You know what I mean? Like you go yeah. through this stuff, but they are cohesive stories that not only have dark elements, but have humor and have yeah. good acting. And here's the thing for me. With DC, I don't know what it is about them. But do they have the absolute worst CGI artists that are available? Dude, That was
1: that's what blew my mind about that new Wonder Woman. Yeah. It's the, the CGI, like the cat lady at the yeah. end. <laughs> I was laughing. I was laughing so hard. I could not believe that that made it anywhere. Yeah. How, how did they watch that? And they're like, yeah, that, we can put that out.
0: Yeah, Cheetah.
1: I'd have been like, cancel this fucking movie we're starting this universe completely over.
0: Well, I think, they, I think they did because if COVID hadn't have happened, I think they would have ended up doing reshoots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I don't think, because that was the first movie that they did the agreement where HBO Max would be able to do it. Imagine right. the bomb that would have been had HBO Max not had it.
1: Oh, it would have been insane.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I did a two-hour two hour plus show i think on on wonder woman how bad it was
1: (laughs) i have to listen
0: to that (laughs) i honestly i would i would recommend it because we really did a deep dive through everything and that's awesome it was embarrassing yeah and i think the tough part is especially with movies like that they're trying to do a woman empowerment movie yeah but it's done terribly Right. So, if you had made different decisions, and like for instance, today I came home and while I was uh, while I was lifting, I put on Kill Bill because I haven't seen Kill Bill for, for like forever. Uh-huh. Kill Bill is a woman empowerment movie. Oh yeah, it's full of badass women who are smart, who are attractive, who can fight, who can do everything. And that that movie came out so long ago. I mean, you can list off how many things are these women empowerment movies. Without being terrible, like, right. <laughs> like why why does Wonder Woman get that moniker when it doesn't work? Like, it it just I I don't know. It, it disappoints me so much. Yeah, it's it's, it's so very sad. disappointing. So yep. let let me ask you. I <laughs> going back to Man of Steel because obviously we went on a tangent. So <laughs> I completely understand that. To me, makes total sense having that as your favorite because there have been so many terrible movies. But I, I do want you to watch it again because there are so many random things that are so strange. Like, for instance, do you remember that Clark's dad, well, his, you know, his adopted dad, yes. that he actually tells him that maybe he should have let that bus full of kids drown? <laughs> yes. <Do you> remember <laughs> yeah. <that?
1: laughs> yeah, I did. I did. I was like, what? I do remember thinking,
0: what? Are you fucking kidding me? Yeah. And then, think about think about when his dad died.
1: Oh, when he just, he basically told him, like, nope, watch me die, rather than you just show people that you're an incredible anomaly, <laughs> I'm just gonna commit suicide, essentially.
0: Even then, I don't think he would have had to. Because if you think of how the scene played out, all he could have, like, Clark could have stayed, he would have gone with his wife, and then Clark would have just opened up the door the same way he did, brought the dog, and then ran at a regular speed yeah that's it like there (laughs) was nothing special yeah there's nothing special about that and then i i would say in general now what would you say is your favorite superhero of all time oh shit
1: probably honestly i'm this super super stereotypical but i think spider-man
0: spider-man yeah that's that's a that's a good one to pick i know there are people that pick superman and I, yeah. I, I can never really understand that because Superman was never something you could be. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's very
1: true. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And, and actually, that, that's kind of why I brought up Kill Bill a little bit. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I really like about Superman is that speech in Kill Bill 2 where Bill talks about how Superman's alter ego is Clark Kent. Right. Superman is not Clark Kent's alter ego. Because Superman is Superman, right? (laughs) He acts dumb and bumbling, and you know, bad at making decisions. That's Clark Kent. That's his imitation of humans. Right. And I always (laughs) thought that was like a great, great speech about what Superman was. Because Superman, he's a good role model, Mm -hmm. but you can never be Superman. It's very true. And that's always you want. Yeah, you know what I mean? So that that really always, you know, was a disconnect. But I will say my thing about Man of Steel, I think that, is it Henry Cavill? Is that how you say uh, his uh, name? Cavill? Yeah.
1: Cavill? Cavill, Cavill? Yes. Yeah.
0: yeah. He does, like, he looks like Superman.
1: Oh, absolutely. I think that was another huge thing for me, too, when that came out. I was like, finally, like, a, a Superman that's like, that makes me think Superman. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, he looks the part to the T. Yeah. So I think I was, I liked that a lot.
0: No, I definitely I definitely agree with that. But yeah, I had to I remember us talking because I have to talk to Steve about a bunch of movies. I'm gonna have him on the show. Yeah, I love up a, I
1: love watching you guys disagree on th- anything.
0: <laughs> it's so much fun. It really <laughs> is. And that's the thing. I never I never get mad about people's opinions. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like why would you? It's just yeah. fun to actually have a conversation, but people always take internet stuff. Way too seriously,
1: right. getting their getting their feelings
0: exactly. It's they're <laughs> always hurt. they're always whatever. but man, d c films, they are absolutely it's embarrassing. It's so, so sad
1: i I just don't know how it just keeps getting worse and worse, too. It's like, how are you not learning from your mistakes? Go watch a Marvel movie,
0: <laughs> yeah, just I and, and you know what? and maybe that's why Shazam was, in my opinion, a little bit better because it felt a little bit like a Marvel movie.
1: Right. That was probably very intentional.
0: Yes, I would imagine so. And I don't want them to copy. I think Marvel's about to go on probably their weirdest spin. Yeah. Because, you know, they've now, they've done their epic. They've done their right. arc. So now yep. they can make the Doctor Strange movie that is like a horror movie. You know, right. they can they can do all the, they can do Spider-Man, enter the Spider-Verse in person. Yep. Like however they decide to do it all oh, that yeah, they, stuff yeah
1: they have the world in their hands they can do whatever they want at this point point. and really it's going to work it's going to work perfectly
0: <laughs> yeah no no i i totally agree do you know besides a Snyder cut do you know <laughs> what's next for dc
1: uh i know people are pushing for the air air cut of uh suicide squad <laughs> have you seen have you seen the the trailer for that new Sailor, suicide squad that's coming no. out like the reboot the james Gunn one
0: I saw all the character ones, but did they actually have another one? Uh, I don't
1: know. I I just they show like small clips of the movie. It looks insane. I don't even, I literally don't even know what to make of it.
0: I mean, James Gunn is good. Normal. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, so
1: it'll probably be fine.
0: Yeah, is that one that's going to come out on HBO Max? Because I'm not. I I'm not going so. to the yeah, theater.
1: I, <laughs> I think that comes out next year. Oh, okay, next or year or this this year? No, I, I think it is this year. I could oh, be wow. wrong. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, that let me ask. You, I mean, it sounds like we're plugging HBO Max, but we're not. But do you <laughs> do you have that? Yeah, yep. I do. Okay. Because to me, because I don't like paying for bad movies, I am mm-hmm. okay doing HBO Max and being able to watch those bad movies basically for free.
1: That's true. That's it's great. It. They've got a bunch of cool shit on there too.
0: Yeah. 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 They yeah. they do. I think they have to work on their their service a little bit. I don't know if you get the glitches that I normally get. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, good. Maybe it's because yeah. you have a lake house. That might be. Maybe it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that rich people Wi-Fi. You know?
0: <laughs> yeah. Ex- yes. Exactly. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> oh fuck, man. I I love talking. You know, shit like this. I I just such a big fan. Of, <laughs> <It's> the best. <laughs> it, it really is. So tell me <laughs> off movies here. So my yeah. holy shit, my mouth is dry. So my question is, you know, we're coming up. Obviously, this will probably come out after frontal lobe submission actually drops just because my work schedule is is fucking nuts but that's why i did the written review is so that'll Mm -hmm. come out earlier and then hopefully it gets people extra excited but oh yeah when you have a a, not a deadline but you have a release coming up Mm -hmm. is it excitement is it dread do you have any specific feelings or have you already moved on it it
1: really depends uh for this one i'm like I think this is the most excited I've ever been to put anything out just because it's been a minute since I've put anything out Mm -hmm. and I've spent so much time on this, you know, I've invested so much like emotionally. And I mean, even financially, this is by far the most I've ever put into like one of my own releases. Usually I'll do like one video, you know, but Mm -hmm. this is the first time I've like actually spent money on, marketing on you know getting really good quality music videos and stuff like that i wrote all the treatments for the music videos i like you know was very involved with the merch and like the setup of the store so it was like yeah yeah, all of those things culminating together it's just like i'm very very excited this is also like the the biggest pre-order by yes miles i've ever done so it's yeah, it's, it's been really fucking cool to just see it grow organically. Right. and I just I really think people are gonna enjoy the songs. I think they're all really fun in their yeah. own
0: way. so no, absolutely absolutely. i even I think on the review, I said that the final song on the on the ep it was like a suicide note on a song. but <laughs> yeah. it was but it was upbeat like and yeah. that that was the one I actually because i I pre-ordered. And I did that as my lyric sheet because, yeah, yeah. yeah I just think it's so, I, I don't know if I've heard, like I've heard many, many depressing songs upbeat, but there's right. something, there's something unique and special about that track. And I, I mean, when you, when you write something like that, does that mm-hmm. flow out of you or did you have to take time going? Cause you said that was the first track you wrote, right? Right. Yeah. Did that one just flow out of you?
1: Yeah, that, that, that song I think I wrote in like a day, maybe a day and a half total. Wow. And then that's actually one of the only songs that I didn't keep going back and like adding things to it because ju- wow. it just felt so like, I don't know, it just felt so together being stripped back. Yep. You know, so that, yeah, that one was, that one was a, a, kind of a, almost a hard one to write too because I was just at such a bizarre point in my life, you know, so. Mm-hmm with every release I do, I try, <laughs> I try to put one song, I try to up myself a little bit every time with like the most depressing song I can possibly <laughs> conjure <laughs> just cause I love, I love a good depressing song. Yes. Cause it honestly makes me feel better. I'm sure a lot of people are like that, but yep, same. I, tr- I try to up it a little bit more every time. Cause I don't know, I've, I've got it in me. So why not? <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. No, there was, yeah. I think there was that report and I know I've talked about this on the show before, but there's that report that says that people that grew up listening to metal music and darker, more depressing music are more well adjusted in adulthood yeah. because they're used to hearing they're not thinking that the entire world is, you know, bubblegum and rainbows and fairies right. and shit. It's more real. You're kind of it's not that you're trying to mimic the mindset that you're put in, but you're yeah. You almost have some guards up, right? And sometimes hearing that someone is going through something similar—and this is very cliche—but if if you think that someone has gone through something similar to you in some kind of torment or some part of your life that was very difficult, you connect. It's to that more.
1: Yeah. It's, yeah. It, it's yeah. It's very comforting. It's and almost it's all, like
0: comfort food. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And you know, for me, it's like not to sound like depressing, but it's it's kind of easy for me to you know even be to be able to draw back from life experiences and, you know, yeah. pl- places that I've been mentally. Cause you know, I've kind of had a roller coaster of a life in general. So sure. it's pretty, it's pretty cool to, I'm really thankful for that. You know, like I started touring at 18 and was literally just like traveling across the world, was, you know, fucked up every relationship I've ever had, lost friends, you know? Right. So it's, I feel like I, I was, I was telling my wife the other night, I feel like I've lived like, 10 different lives you right. know what I mean yep. it's crazy but it's I'm really thankful for that because I feel like I never ever run out of content to talk yes. you know thing to talk about and you know even just the same things but from different perspectives you know mm-hmm. feel very very grateful if I'm able to do that but yeah yeah it's, it's crazy
0: <laughs> no absolutely and you're able to not only, you know, when we talk about AI640 or something like that, you're able to tell those different stories through a different point of view. So you talk about perspective, you can go all out with your storytelling and right. still get that across to people as well.
1: Right. Yeah, that, that one was a fun one specifically too, because it's like, I, I mean, it's pretty apparent through my music. You know, I have a lot of... Uh, Resentment towards humanity in general, no, you know,
0: for not, a lot of <laughs> not you, Landon, not
1: you. <laughs> but yeah, that was like that was a fun little fun little avenue to be able to like just really go off on how I feel about people. Yes, right. <laughs> but yeah, I think I've gotten that all out of my system now. Oh, okay. It's it's funny, people. Obviously, like I can't I can't blame people, but I I feel like people constantly just like when they meet me, they think that I'm. I'm gonna be like this super dark, cynical, almost lifeless type of person. You know what I mean? Like that, I, you'd be amazed like how often that happens. Like people tell me things like, "You're a lot more normal than I thought you would be," <laughs> shit like that. It's like, well, yeah. Like I'm only talking mostly talking about extremities. You know what I mean? So right, right. But it's an interesting uh, life I live. I guess.
0: Right. Well, I think I think people look into titles of your songs they look into lyrics of really old stuff i mean when you think of you know could you watch your children burn stuff like that people kind of take that to heart
1: yeah (laughs) (laughs) dude this is definitely worth this is definitely worth bringing up this interview because it's hilarious so i I recently started seeing a therapist because i have really insanely bad insomnia Uh and also i have like really like i mean to the point where i'll go like days. Um, oh. without sleeping and that'll just crash. Shit. Um so I've been trying to get that figured out and uh I thought a therapist would probably be a good place to start. Yeah. I also have really insane dreams and stuff like that.
0: Oh, I got so, you. Uh, gotcha. so I was trying to
1: figure that all out. And uh, the second session I had with him, he's like, What's your band called again? And <laughs> I was like and my stomach just instantly like sank because he was on his laptop. So he types <laughs> it in. He's like reading our Wikipedia to me. He's like, Wife Peter? <laughs> I was like dude it's it's just a, it's an old ep name and he's like could you watch your children burn and he, and he just kept reading through all these like super personal things that i didn't even know existed on wikipedia oh.
0: and i'm literally
1: like i started sweating i was so just like uncomfortable i was like well this guy officially thinks i'm a fucking insane person like
0: oh that's and
1: hilarious it was weird the tone of the the entire session the entire rest of the time was just so much different. like <laughs> he, he first sure thought I was a fucking psychopath.
0: <laughs> well did he did he end up? have you gone back? Did he end up listening to some stuff and then kind of understand? I don't One,
1: know. Like, yeah. Another, uh, I think I'm going to start going to see a different therapist. Cause he oh. also, <laughs> he also, he's a preacher and I'm pretty sure he's like a big Trump supporter. He said oh. some things that definitely led me to <laughs> believe that, but make music yeah, I, I don't think go. it, I don't think it's a good fit. <laughs> 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 even, even just the preacher thing alone. I, yeah. That's, that's a little weird for me. So if
0: that starts. Yeah. I wouldn't, I I mean, and I think we might have actually talked about this, but I didn't think you were a religious person. No, yeah, not, not that there's anything wrong with it. It's just I, yeah. I didn't get that coming off of you, so right. that, yeah, that's a little <laughs> tougher. But yeah, I I think talking to and and so many people talk to therapists nowadays, and mm-hmm. I think that stigma is is away from it, you right. know what I mean? And For sure. I, man, that insomnia thing, yeah, that's scary. Like, yeah. I I mean, I have times where I can't sleep, but I'll tell you, I, I, I never have that kind of thing, but the dream thing for sure, yeah. I have super, like the amount of times I've seen, like the amount of times I've seen myself die in dreams <laughs> yeah. is ridiculous.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're minor, especially if I go to bed dead sober, which I try, you know, I try not to depend on anything to, yeah. to sleep, you know? So yeah, going to bed dead sober, I have just dreams that are just so vivid and like awful and terrifying crazy (laughs) right literally have no idea why
0: yeah well I mean are you able and I'm, I'm sure this is a cliche question but do you take any of that and put it into your music or take it into your direction that you want for any like music videos that kind of thing
1: yeah I'm sure like subconsciously I draw from it in some way or another but if you actually look back on like plots like lyrics and even like solo stuff I've, mm-hmm. I've been talking about my sleep problem through my music i've heard for, some for almost like the last decade right, right. <laughs> i went back through like a couple months ago and was like like reading through a bunch of old stuff and i was like damn i talked about this a lot and that's what kind of led me to to think like fuck i should probably see someone Got this you. has been going on a lot longer than i <laughs> i realized right you can like really wear, wear yourself down so
0: well do you yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
1: Just trying to take better care of myself mentally and right. physically, you know, so.
0: No, and that's that's definitely the way to be. But I do have a, a question regarding that. And I think I've asked a couple of people this before. Mm-hmm. Do you worry that that will affect your creativity?
1: Uh, being on like a medication or something like that?
0: Yeah, or even just getting to the root of issues.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Actually, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had that conversation.
0: With, ah, with, sir.
1: Sure. Uh loved ones you yeah, know just loved like, ones. Yeah, you should probably like you should probably get yourself checked out you know like i'll come home from a tour and i'm just like so fucking emotionally and physically exhausted and right. like i don't know what it is being on the road it just really takes its toll on your mental yeah and uh so i mean i'd come home from tours and i'd be like su- like fat skinny like looking you know <laughs> ragged as hell sure and you know up pl- people you know, in my life are genuinely concerned and stuff like that.
0: Oh,
1: gotcha. I, I always kind of like, I don't know, I, for the longest time, I just refused to get any kind of help for anything. And I just kind of like found my way to get through it without doing something awful or stupid, you know? Right, right. So I don't know. I, I feel like I've, uh, neglected a lot of things for so long that I, I'm to the point now where I need to kind of check myself and yeah, you know, I I feel like being on tour and like being around partying and drugs and alcohol and shit all the time, kind of like after a while, you almost start start to feel like invincible, you know, like, uh, sure. you know, I don't know. And I've definitely been to that place many times with, you know, with substances and stuff like that, where I just like I do it for so long that it's almost it gets so normal that I, you got to kind of remind yourself like, no, people like die from going too extreme with this kind of shit. And like, yeah. I'm no different than anyone else. So. And this, the sleep thing for me was such a, like another reason, like on the road and stuff, it was like, I couldn't sleep in a van or, you know, like in a hotel with a bunch of stinky people, like, unless I drank or, you know what I mean? Like, so it definitely became a crutch for for a long time. So yeah, just in general, over the past decade, so many things have just fucked up my body and my mind that (laughs) I'm finally at a place where I'm like, I need to like, I need to fix this. I need to check myself. And like, so.
0: Yeah, that's good news, man.
1: That's the path I'm on right now.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Look, it it takes a lot. I mean, sometimes people don't even get to that point
1: and they really
0: need to. So that that's actually really, really good. And then like you had mentioned before, I mean, you're you're at a point in your life right now where you've lived all these different lives, you know, quote unquote all these different lives, and Mm -hmm. you're now you've got a house on the lake with a wife and you've got a studio and things are going well. That's pretty great s- news. Yeah. Pretty
1: surreal. Yeah. Yeah. it's Pretty crazy. I, I was, I, I honestly never really saw myself as like an adult that was like an actual, an actual adult. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> right. Like that's so bizarre to me, but I, for the first time in my life, I actually kind of like feel like an adult. Like I, I've got my shit together. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of interesting. I I just never really saw that for myself. Even as a kid, you know, most kids like have have dreams of like what they want to do as a career and all i re- all i cared about was i just want to skateboard with my friends and smoke weed and <laughs> yep, yep. <laughs> i had absolutely no drive even in music I, I didn't care i didn't care to be in a, a big successful band when i was a teenager and yeah. even a, you know a young adult i really didn't care about those kind of things it was just kind of all circumstantial you know like i got kind of discovered from a band start touring with them didn't expect it to really go far or anything and then once that was over i was like oh, i guess i'll start my own thing for fun it was yep. just like i don't know it's it is it is so weird to look back and i don't know just like how i still just don't understand how everything ended up just falling into place it's <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't feel like i deserve it it's crazy but i did and i feel very fortunate so
0: that's awesome man well yeah. you should definitely bring that up with the therapist that you go to as well as that that whole I don't think I deserve the thing that I worked hard for. <laughs> you should probably yeah, <laughs> yeah. Check that out too. <laughs> well thank
1: you. I will just for you. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, man. Holy shit, this has been fun. I just looked at the I just looked at the time. We're over an hour already. Oh damn. I didn't I didn't realize that either. <laughs> that's awesome. That's when you know a conversation has been going well. That's, so that's very true. What we'll what we'll do is we'll end here. Because we mm-hmm. can obviously, I'll have you on the show anytime you want. Like, it's it's awesome. just awesome. great talking to you. So yeah. we'll stop here, but we'll let everyone know, if I can, I would love to have this episode out before frontal lobe submission actually comes out. I just don't know if I'll be able to do it. So worse comes to worst. if it does come out, make sure before that. Make sure you pre-order. I have all the links for everything, not only in this episode, but then also in the written review as well. So people can do that. If it comes out right after, then that also gives people a time to listen, you know, to everything and then listen to this. So it kind of maybe connect the dots a little bit with stuff. So either way, yeah. yeah, I think that'll work. And then Landon, what we'll do is we'll end here. Don't hang up. We'll stop recording. But before that happens, you know, I, like I said, I'll have all the links for everyone so that they can support you, get all those awesome merch items that you have. But until then, what is the best way for people to support you?
1: Uh, yeah, probably the merch store and just streaming, you know? Okay. It's, cra- it's crazy how much, like, I, f- I feel like I hear people talk about, like, how shitty streaming money is, but it's really only shitty if you're on a label getting 15% of it. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's, uh, streaming is actually a lot more lucrative than I think a lot more uh, then i think a lot of people will realize so that and obviously yeah just if you if you feel so inclined to uh, pick something up on, on
0: the merch store there you go i will make it as easy as possible for people to do that and definitely yeah for everyone out there make sure you stream just like landon just said <laughs> i have been because you obviously you sent it to me early so i could do the review and i've just had it on repeat as like. well this has been awesome it's been it's such a damn good ep and it it comes at the right time, too. Like to have that style of music with what everyone's going through, too. I don't know. There's just an extra connection there, I Thanks, think, man. That, That's that comes awesome out. Yeah. No, no, for sure. Hell yeah. Once again, man, we'll say our goodbyes here. Like I said, stay on the line. We'll talk a little bit longer. But man, this was so much fun. And I am very glad we got to talk some DC movies on top of it.
1: Same. It's
0: I think people are going to be very happy with this. So once again, man, thank you so much for taking the time to do this.
1: No, thank you. I appreciate it for real.